If you've ever asked for suggestions for what to watch next, then this podcast is for you. Okay, go. I'm Jen Keel. And I'm Danielle Maldonado. And you're listening to The Stereo Sisters. (laughs) We don't have an idiot scale. We're trying to talk with our eyes. (laughs) This is borderline so stupid, I don't even want to answer the question. I'm not going to go to jail for you or anybody. Something about this makes me feel like a six-year-old who's going to get some candy. Ooh, you can't handle the truth. I'm feeling an ambush coming on. Welcome to Watch This, Not That, the podcast that tells you what to watch next on your favorite streaming source. All right, friends. So welcome to this episode of Watch This, Not That, where we're going to be talking about Virgin River. Our mom thought that Virgin River would be the perfect show for us. And I guess this just shows us how much she doesn't know us. Okay, so we are going to start talking about a another new show called Virgin River. Right. Not a new show. Not a new show, but it's new to us. Right. Well, and also it seems to be new to Netflix viewers because it's season two. However, at this moment, it's Netflix's number one show. So I think that somehow it gained a lot of popularity okay. for season two, which is making all of us pick up season one. Pick up season so one. So essentially, it's this show about this character who is trying to escape some something you know sad that has happened in her life, and she is picked up everything from LA and like leaving her old life behind. She's a nurse practitioner midwife, and she moves to this town called Virgin River to pretty much just start over. Literally left everything, yeah. like everything, sold all her sold stuff, everything. and you know you can tell something really bad happened because she. Goes through a lot of flashbacks. Right. So. Right. And then she makes her way into this new town. She gets a new job where she seems to be pretty much unwanted, but she, like, grinds through strong woman. And it's, like, pretty much about, like, all the trials and tribulations that she hits in this town and meets with these new people and these new relationships. Right. right? And, right, how you, she is basically really starting over. And then there's, and, you know, the guy who owns the bar. The, right. His friends, some nice ladies she meets. Yep. And full cast of characters. And then we find out all about her life. Let's all go to the lobby. Dude. Dude, so mom totally made that a tricker. And. Wait, no. First of all, how did she make it a tricker? She didn't tell me anything. You said mom said we need to watch this. Let me tell you what she said. Okay. I am watching. We are watching. The most wonderful show that is just, I just think it's going to be something. It's so you. It's so you. It is like, and I almost thought to myself the way she described it was kind of like she thought that this is like Danielle's life. Like this is like Danielle. yeah. Okay. So like. And so I was mm -hmm. kind of watching this show thinking, okay, like how would this sort of be like my potential future or my potential path? Like, you know, sliding doors kind of life. Okay, so, but did you go in it thinking that? Or you I, mean she I said, like... Say, she said it. I know she said it, but then I maybe alluded to enough to make you look at it differently, or no? No. I did not. And then, and then, she yeah. also said that I would love it. She okay. said, you're going to love this show. It's so much a show that you are going to love. So that it's, <laughs> it's like, it's like the novels that we read, and she made it very, like, happy. I was going to say, don't... Don't I have noticed that she is missing that piece when she 
on when we try and make her understand the kind of shows we like to watch, there is just a huge disconnect for her about what it is we like about shows like that. Because it is just like the shows we would watch without the happy part. Yeah. Like without... Where was the happiness in that show? I'll be happy to be happy to be happy. We've watched two episodes. Only two episodes. And... Because we had to watch another episode. Yeah, you really... And I mean, even still, so two episodes in, you we... We know what it's about, but we have no idea what it's about. Like, right. what's happened so far in these first two episodes, which is why I said we need to watch two after I watched two, at least, was every character was introduced. Yes. So you know that this is going to be a really big story. Yes. That there's going to be all these different pieces because they yes. have introduced, I don't even know how many characters so far, many, but a lot. Right. And many um, other parts of the community, which is really neat. I mean, I think part what I like about it too the real life part I like about it it is it's well acted it's so well which acted. is great I mean I think you know the the things why we avoid shows like this in general is the real life aspect of it yeah. where you know there's it's not always that fairy tale happy ending kind of thing no um but you know it's got people in it that we love right right like Larry Sizemore, who yes. is not Larry. Right, no, Tim Matheson. Tim Matheson is his name. Oh, I love Tim Matheson. And Tim Matheson, if you choose to listen to this podcast, you will forever be Larry Sizemore to me because <laughs> I just loved, I loved his character in Burn yeah. Notice. I mean, he was just... And of course, I loved him as Brick Breland. And right, and I did love That's him the in crazy Breland. thing, yes. is that he's in both Heart of Dixie and this. Right, which And is that's why it's kind of, it's like he's the middle he's the piece... That, yeah, and, and he plays basically the same freaking character. That's what's, like, not, yes and not, like the doppelganger. But, yes. the, but the idea is the same, is that she's coming in, he doesn't want her there, he's giving her 30 days. I mean, it's like, those parallels are really weird. But, once again, not to alienate, if you want to go watch Heart of Dixie, watch Heart of Dixie and you'll know exactly we'll what we're talking about. And we'll talk about that another, there'll be another episode but, of that, right. But, yeah, so this girl, this woman, is has clearly picked up her whole life. And we still don't know why. But but we get all these glimpses into the fact that her life was wonderful, right? And that she had something, she was married, she there was a guy there's a husband that she truly loves because every time she goes back to one of those memories, she's sobbing. Right. Basically. She starts and sobbing. And her sister said Nobody blames you. Yeah, exactly. And her sister said, nobody blames you for what happened. And we don't know what happened. And we don't know what happened. And then, and she says, she can't go back there. There's too many memories. Right. And we still don't know what it is. Yeah. So she picks up and she's a nurse practitioner midwife. And she takes this job in this, like, ridiculous. First of all, I don't want to sound stupid because I really, really am not stupid. Yes, but I, correct. but the, I, I really don't think of small towns like that as being in Northern California. Now, in hindsight, I totally get it for sure. That makes sense. But when I look at a town like that, I think of it in the southeast. Yeah. So it's like this little itty bitty town in a mountain, but people aren't like mountainy people. No, they're just regular. Yeah, but they're you know, it's a little, it's definitely off the beaten path. Yeah. But it's in Northern California, so that's an interesting for me little like. Because she's coming from L.A. Right. to there. And and then she shows up and nothing is like it's supposed to be. And she's freaking out. And she's worried she made the wrong decision. But she agreed on a contract. And she, and she meets a very, very kind man who 
How about uh-huh. Jack, who is an ex-Marine, and you know he's and and the other guy preacher who works at the bar, who's right. a very good friend of his. So this is nice. Like they're setting up a really great sort of um, right, like a a, a, gr- a friendship, a friendship group, group yeah, where right. everybody's kind and welcoming and yes. all that stuff. That's non-judgmental, right? Which is nice because I think that's the piece that also like grabs you in that you feel like you could come there, yeah. and you would be welcomed there. Totally. But what's interesting is is that they are exposing their flaws so early, you know, or the things um, that make them human, like the the thing with her and her, you know, and I'm not giving this away because listen, we're first, second episode only, so you can, but there's clearly something tragic, and I'm not going to give it totally away, tragic that happened in her family when she was very young yeah. or not even born yet, and then... Her, she's an orphan, which it's okay to know that right now. It's because you can tell that right away from the way her sister acts and all of that. But um, her parents are not alive. And she she's very vulnerable about that with Jack. She, like, really opens up. And he also opens up. Right. Because he was a Marine. And he talks about his dad and how his dad didn't want him to become a Marine. Oh, and she, he quoted Shakespeare. Right. He quoted Shakespeare and he said that he spent a lot of time drinking at bars and reading. Yeah. And that was kind of the same as being in college, which yeah. I thought and was Yeah, and he fun. didn't go, right, and he didn't go to college. He did, that's when he talked about going into the Straight Marines. Straight to the court, right. So it's really, so they find out a lot about each other. This is still only episode one when this happens. That's right, that's right. They find out a lot about each other. And then, um, it's, it, so what's interesting is you see them getting closer, but it's only the second episode, so it's too soon. So all this stuff, we don't even know what's going on yet. Like, oh, and we don't know anything about their life outside of their relate, like their friendship even. What's really, because re- then right. people start coming in. We start like learning about other people that are, we learn about the fact. So there's this whole subculture that we learn about that, di- that who knew if you knew I that existed. I didn't know. I heard about Me this happening too. too. Like the illegal marijuana farms that are happening up in Northern California. Right. And that people actually like Americans are farming them. Like right. who live at these camps, at right. these pot camps. Right. And I did know that, but I didn't know that. Right. Like I I knew that when I was younger. Right. I didn't know existed. it still exists. Exactly. Because she even said, but marijuana is legal already and he said yeah but that doesn't keep the people who sell it illegally from growing it right so that was interesting so yeah there's that whole culture and who and i don't you know who knows how much of that is going to get interwoven into right, this because there were a lot of characters that seemed to also have like a little bit more dialogue right so maybe they will sort of weave back into the fabric right storyline yeah like the familiarity of them yeah and i mean and then that the two women who befriend her right right away right, right away. the woman who owns the bakery right and then the woman who comes back when because she so there's second episode right away no the end of the first episode right there's a baby on the porch oh right there's right. just a baby there's somebody a baby, just right. leaves a baby jesus yeah not jesus <laughs> not. but and it's crazy because the whole second episode then is spent around that and that just seems like a well, so the question is, is that how the episodes are going to be? Right. That it will be, and we won't know yet because we've only watched two episodes. And I guess that waits, that remains to be seen for anybody who chooses to watch the show. Yeah. And and will we continue to watch the show or are we going to move on? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I at first was not so sure. And then, um, actually, since I did catch a little bit of it again watching you watch it, one of the things that I caught 
And I want to tell people because if you didn't watch it twice, you might not catch it. And it was the way that the woman whose name is um, Hope McRae, so Hope, says, and she's Hope. So Hope is the one, here's something that's important. Hope hires her, Hope hires Mel to be the nurse practitioner there without... Doc McRae. Not Doc McRae. What was his last name? It was not McRae, but without Doc's permission. So that's like a whole thing. Like he wants to fire her. She wants to quit. Like that's a horrible relationship. Right off the bat, you think, how the heck is this going to work? And it's very central to the whole thing is that how is their relationship going to work? And it's the um, Disney plot. Somebody must die first. Yeah, exactly. So what I noticed this time around was that Hope said to him, you can't be at two places at yes, once. Yes, well, I know that right away, but I don't know what he was talking about. So what I'm guessing is something tragic happened because he got, he's like, you don't have to remind me. So was what his, do you think it was? So you, I think someone died because he couldn't be at two places at once. That's what I think happened. Somebody he cared about, people cared about, something happened. And because he was only in one place, like somebody, had to be... He had to be, maybe he was maybe somewhere far off and because he couldn't maybe give the help to right. another patient, exactly. that, patient that, person that person died. died. Or even if there was a car accident and he could only help one of the two right. people who were injured. Right. But I think that's, that is, I thought that was very significant. I just kind of, you know, it's funny that you didn't pick up on it the first time because when I heard it, I was like, well, duh, that makes sense. You right, right, right. In a, in a, you know, in a one horse town. Right. That's why you need two horses. Well, right. And that's exactly, I. that's the way I felt the first time I heard it too. But the second time I it heard it, I thought, resonated. this is significant. Right. Like, that's a storyline that's going to get uncovered. Because first, the only character who's doing flashbacks is Mel, the nurse practitioner who's coming right. from L.A. to be, you know, this nurse. And she's crying and she's clearly got this husband that's probably dead is what I'm guessing. I think so too. And then towards the end. But do you think that I just, I'm sorry, but I just have to say there's so much also conversation about babies and babies and babies and right, babies. Right, like was she maybe pregnant? No, they, I oh. think. I think that her husband got in a car accident with the baby in the car and they both died. Oh. That's what I think. Okay, and I thought that she was pregnant and they all got into a car accident together and she lost the baby and her husband died. But clearly, there's we both think there's some central piece about a baby dying and the husband dying. Right, exactly. And so there's that. And then we know that Jack... Then we see him have a flashback. PTSD. Right. So he's got PTSD about the whole Marine Corps thing. And he drinks. And he drinks. And he is totally codependent around this guy who comes, who's Brady, uh, Dan Brady. But Brady, they call him. Who's clearly a bad dude, but he feels responsible for him because of the Marines. So many good kids I left behind. Exactly. So he's got that whole thing. And that guy, and okay, so that guy, so familiar was he really familiar to you, yes, too? Yes, but he was familiar in, like, a soap opera way. Because. What soap opera? He was in a Hallmark movie last year. Oh, that's what it was. Yep. Totally. And I saw him, and I'm like, gosh, he looks so familiar. But the way I think of him is nothing like that. And he was in a God Wink Christmas oh. last year's. So they do one every year. But he was in last year's. And what I was going to say. That's funny. That, so was he a good guy or a bad guy? Cause he the, was a good guy. Yeah, because he just. He didn't fit, he doesn't fit this character. But I don't know if he kind of does, because, you know, think about how many guys did you know, like, around that time who really, 
Like, they didn't care about anybody or anything, but they were handsome. Like, we had some friends like that. Oh, we had tons of Yeah, like so, that. I mean, I think that he's that guy. When I saw in this in this role, I see him as that, like, super handsome guy, but just who can't get his act together, you know? And yeah, no, he cannot. Right. But and I'm so, very, I, have, I feel extreme dislike for him. Yes. Because he is taking advantage of... Of such, such a nice guy, yes, yeah, such kindness yep. and generosity, yeah. So right, and I mean, from such a good place, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, so you automatically connect with like Jack more even and because preacher, of that. Because and preacher, you see preacher constantly just saying, yeah. Preacher wants to protect Jack, and preacher is just saying like he's not. You know, he's not who you think he is or basic. Oh, what did he say? If you're going to keep him around, then you want to change the locks on your office door. Like he sees him for who he is 100%. And you know, Jack sees him for who he is. It's just that Jack feels an extreme amount of guilt. And so for whatever reason, because of that, he feels the need to overlook it or to. Right. And so what's crazy is just this is two episodes and we already and like we're seeing other characters too in there that you know are going to become more important. So I mean, so then so there's this part of me, right, that doesn't want to watch it because it's basically filled with sadness and feelings. Oh my gosh, intense sadness. Yes. Intense sadness and reality of real life that is not at all sugar-coated right there's no sugar-coated and so it's interesting when you say that mom thought that like this would be your life because here she is she's got a really big degree right and she decides to go live in a mountain town right so mom can see this here's where she's making the connection you have a really big degree you could go live in a mountain town because you lived in a mountain town and you loved it and you well, that's where the similarities end. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because, like, if it was you, you would make friends right away. You'd be happy. You'd be laughy. You'd make the best of everything. So it's funny that she said that because... But why? I also have a sister that I'm very close with. Mm-hmm. That, like, you know, immediately you would be the only person... You'd be the person I'd be calling. Right. But so, wait. Because this is what I want to say. This is what I thought. That show is what, like real life would be like in that situation and what we like is like what the fairy tale version of that would be like because okay i cried i don't know how many times in that show did you oh my gosh oh my gosh that's what i i would i like and i was like i don't want her to even look at me because i'm crying oh my gosh and like real tears chunky Chunky tears coming down my face with like full on leaving uh, trails no, of I water know. on my face. I was crying because I mean we didn't watch it together the first time, so and I just was thinking about it. I oh want to cry, and you know what? And we don't even know why we're crying. I know that's so, the worst part. Okay, and also I just want to point out, and this is you know I don't want to alienate anybody who's listening to this, but. For anybody who's watched Heart of Dixie before, oh my! This is God. like if you were to make Heart of Dixie, but real, like this what is she the actually would be like. Universe. Yeah, 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 like the doppelganger of Heart of Dixie. Oh my gosh! Wait, this is like if you put in sort of like this um, Doctor Who blender of alternate universes with the good place, and you put, this is the bad place version of Of Heart Heart of Dixie. Dixie. (laughs) And Heart of Dixie would be like the real good place. But the thing is, is that it really is, when I kept thinking about it, it is how it would be if this really happened in real life. 
I think yeah. it's a very good representation of what would happen. Right. But if, there's nothing. I mean, where is the happiness? Where is the love? I don't know. Maybe it's coming. Maybe it's I'm episode all, I mean, three. but that's what's, that is the only thing that would make me want to watch it. You know, and I think about that and I think, I don't, I don't know if I want to subject myself to more tears. I agree. That's exactly how I feel about it too. And that's why, I don't know. That's why I just said, you know, we got to do it now because I don't know that we'll be able to watch more than two episodes. I think you're right. So I say. What? Viewers. Yes. If you are listening, give us a reason to watch more. Yeah, give us a reason to watch more and if for any reason we do get sucked in and decide to watch more then we will have a part 2 of this episode. Amen. This has been Watch This Not That with the Stereo Sisters. We hope you enjoyed our show. If you did, please follow us on whatever podcast service you're using. We would also love for you to check us out on our Facebook page where we do lots of fun live videos. Follow us on Instagram, even though that's kind of lame, but maybe you can help us make it better. And check out our website where we're going to have lots of bonus podcasts that don't make it to our channel, where we interview the people who asked us to watch these shows and try and figure out why they thought we'd like them. We're happy to take your requests, so make sure you DM us either on our Facebook page at The Stereo Sisters or on Instagram at The Stereo Sisters Podcast. Our website is thestereosisters.com, and we hope to see you again soon.